welcome to another episode of the Woods, Water, Mizzou podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me as usual, Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. How do y'all? Case, you say you're doing good, but be honest. Are you really good? No, I'm not doing very well right now. Um, I got physically ill from the Mizzou basketball game last night. Well, <laughs> I'm sure after <laughs> last Sunday, we're celebrating and everything. Uh, oh, Chiefs. Yeah. Sorry. We're talking about Mizzou stuff. Yeah, I've had, so it's been a long week for me. Let me explain. Uh, obviously, Sunday, uh, I was up till 3 a.m. drinking with the boys after the championship because you got to celebrate championships when you get them. And then I, my alarm went off at 6 o'clock, and I was still drunk. So I was like, well, I can't go into work yet. So I had to sleep it off a little bit longer till 8.30. So uh, I had to really rush my day on Monday. And then um, Tuesday... Our uh, our boys played basketball, and right after the game, I fell down with the stomach flu that's going around. So it's been a, it has been a very eventful week. I did not make the parade today because I was so sick. Well, just gonna go do anywhere? us a favor and don't talk into the mic so we don't catch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll deflect the mic away. Ah, uh, what a great week up to last night uh, for the state of Missouri and Mizzou sports. Uh, Saturday, uh, softball had a huge upset over Northwestern. Uh, the men's basketball will will get into that game. The hockey club, I don't know if y'all watched it. Uh, I streamed it on YouTube and uh, got into overtime three on three, and they had a couple close chances and. Just barely missed the net, and I thought, oh, here here we go. We're going to find a way to lose. But lo and behold, with just barely a few seconds left in overtime, uh, score a goal, and they win the Maka, I believe was the the name of the division they're in, Maka Silver uh, Championship. So uh, really, really good weekend, and then follow that up with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, correct? Yes, correct. Can't say those that and let's don't not know. let's not forget that in that Super Bowl, one of the biggest plays of the game was made by Mizzou uh, product Nick Bolton with the yeah. scoop and score. He should have had two. Uh, the refs, I don't understand what a, a catch is anymore. Apparently, because uh, it looked like he had uh, both hands on the ball, made a football move, and didn't get the ball knocked out. But I digress. We still won. I think the refs yeah. had to go review it and say, "Hang on." They had to go back and like do their research and say, okay, who who recovered the ball and scored the touchdown? Oh, it was Nick Bolton. He went to Mizzou. Well, we cannot have that happen. We cannot have <laughs> right? good agenda for Mizzou. So yeah, incomplete pass. Because Bolt would have been the MVP had he said that. Oh, dude, no doubt. You know how no big doubt. that would have been for us? Two scooping scores in the same. Yeah. Really, yeah. really should have been the MVP, in my opinion. I agree. Uh Yes, I understand Mahomes had three touchdowns, but one of those was set up on a punt return at the five-yard line. But still, uh, great. I mean, I grew up in a Chiefs household. My dad was a season ticket holder. Brothers are Chiefs fans. I just wanted to be different. And uh, so I'm, I'm really envious of the success they've had. But Bolton scoring, uh, I liked it. You know, retweeted, you know, stuff that was coming from Coach Drinkwitz and all that about Mizzou made and all that. And then today at the parade, 
on my timeline tonight when I got off work and I pull up Twitter and he does the give me a M I Z, you know, and then has a crowd chant Z O U back. So uh he's he's got me liking a few things about the Chiefs winning. So <laughs> yeah. there's some good there. But no, uh, it was pretty cool having him do the, the M I Z Z O U in the parade, man. That's a that's gonna be a marketing material for the football program for years to come. Oh, for sure. And then let's go and get into Saturday going into Knoxville. Uh, come out and it kind of started out close. And then we got on a run and got ahead pretty good. Felt good going into halftime. And then second half, it just kind of fizzled out. And it was like, oh, no, here we go. You know, and once they got the energy and momentum behind them, I really thought that they were going to kind of pull ahead of us, but we got some shots to drop. And then DeAndre Colston with the shot, the shot. Uh, second time this year and hits it at the buzzer and we come out victorious. What are y'all's quick thoughts of that? Well, Please go ahead. I was going to tell you go ahead now because I didn't see it. <laughs> you had to tell me. So you, you go ahead and so, give your thoughts and then explain uh, where I was. Yeah, I actually wasn't even able to watch it either. I was listening to it on the radio. Um, and as we all know, Mizzou, Mizzou legend, Mizzou goat, Mike Kelly. I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast before. There's almost no – if you can't watch it, the next best thing is to listen to Mike Kelly. And But before that call um, – came out hot in a, in a raucous environment. I mean, there was what almost, I think their stadium capacity is just shy of 22,000. And I believe they announced on the radio, they were a hundred seats shy of a sellout. So basically a sellout. Um, yeah. And they took the crowd right out of it to start. I mean, it seemed like, it seemed like we were playing a home game at points because, you know, when we're on offense, it was just so quiet. Uh, and then, you know, we'd, we'd kind of see them start to, uh, you know, go on a little run and we'd snuff that out and, you know, go into halftime. But then, yeah, man, coming out, I don't want to, I'm sure we're going to get into it, but I don't want to completely blame the refs, but, oh, would they shoot 33, um, 33 free throws to our, like, I'm pulling it up now. So give me just a second. Um, it, it was okay. not even in the, not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, but with all that being said, obviously, um, there is no quit in this team. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but there is absolutely no quit in this team when it comes to, you know, they're down or, you know, they're playing from behind or they're holding on to a tight lead. It's just, it's very admirable, I guess. Um, free throws. Anyone want to take a guess? I nailed it on the 33. So Tennessee shot 33. Guess how many we shot? Like 16? 17. Okay, I knew I was close around there. So, yeah. Uh, They killed us on the boards. Um, They had three more turnovers than we had. And, yeah, 24 fouls for us to their 17. So, but none of that matters because Greenlight Golston absolutely nailed it. Yeah, uh, he's made a little name for himself with those half-court shots this year. <laughs> yeah, he win two games like that. Oh, it's 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 just insane. I don't know if it's just dumb luck or what, but he has – yeah, you're absolutely right. He's made a name for himself. 
Uh, Gates is he practices it. So, I mean, it can't be dumb luck if it's something you work on, right? Yeah. You're it's, a skill, it's, a, it's a skill to have. If we get in the NCAA tournament and it's a close game or we're, we're down with just a few ticks left on the clock, like anybody takes the shot other than number four, and I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> he, uh, well, I mean, now it's to the point he's been on Sports Center top 10 twice. Both those buzzer beaters made it on the top 10. Um, so it's to the point where if we are in that situation, you know somebody, they're going to double him. They're going to have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's just dumb luck that he made these shots, it's they're going to double him. Plain and simple. All right, Case, go give us your in-depth analysis. <laughs> so um... – uh, Saturday night, my, my dad came over and I was watching the game with him for a little bit. Also, I don't know if the podcast knows, some of my the Twitter folks know. My dad had, before that Tennessee game, not watched a Mizzou basketball game since a Norfolk State loss. We were, um, me and him were working in the garage and it was on a, a TV he had in there. And uh, he was so upset, he took a uh, he took a wrench he was using, he whipped it into the woods and turned the TV off and said, never watching an effing Mizzou basketball game again. And up until that point, he had not. Um, but he came over because uh, my dad once a week, we had dinner with us. And so um, so watching the game, I went on there, and we're, we're taking a freaking lead, and things are going pretty good, and he's getting into it. And I was like, all right, man, my dad's watching basketball again. And then um, halftime rolls around, and he'd come over for dinner, and the kid's hungry, so we go get some food. So we got the game on the – we got the game on the phone there at the table. And uh, it's getting closer and closer. And he's like, ah, damn it, man. This is why I don't do this. Like, they're, they're going to give it up and blow it. And so right when I guess that last shot was happening, you know, my, my, my kid finished eating. I'll finish eating. She wanted to go home. So I'm putting her in the truck. And it's funny because uh, as I'm like back in the truck out, my dad says, he's like, man, he goes, he goes just can't let that game, they let that game get away from him. Uh, that exact time is when I think Golson hit the shot. <laughs> <laughs> so like as he was saying that Golson the winner went in. Anyways, I get back home and I get a FaceTime from Cole. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. So I get I give an answer, like, hey Cole, what's going on? And he's like freaking out. He's like, Are you can you believe it? Oh like, it's like believe what? What happened? <laughs> I was like, we won. And I was like, what? Dude, it, it was so it was so funny because he answered and it was just so like I thought he was messing with me. Like I'm thinking, okay, surely he's watching the game. And so he answered, he's like, oh, hey, what's up, Cole? I was like, dude, can you believe it? And he's like, what? I was like, you're joking with me. Like, please tell me that you're you're joking with me right now. You, did, you didn't watch the end of the game? I was like, no, what happened? I said, we won, dude. Golston hit a half-court buzzer beater to win. We won by one point. And then I saw your dad out of the corner of the uh, of the screen show you the, <laughs> the final score on his phone. And, he was, and you were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we won. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was a total roller coaster of emotions. Uh, I spent like the next hour and a half, I think, just finding every highlight of that I could and rewatching it over and over again. Um, there were plenty of them out there. Yeah, there was. Yeah, internet didn't let me down that one. But um, my in depth of that, I guess, is uh, a team didn't quit. They could have quit, and a lot of teams would have quit once they got the lead taken away from them after they had that big lead, but. They didn't, and that's that's worth something. That's and I, something I, this team does really well. I think the biggest thing, the big and Skier, you watched it, I believe, right? 
No, I, you talk about Mike Kelly. Okay. So, uh, me being a kid, you know, early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, uh, you know, they, we didn't have all the games on TV. And so I grew up with a lot of my Mizzou sports being played over the radio. Like that's what dad, that's how he would listen to it. And I mean, Cardinals baseball games too. And so, you know, Mike Kelly, if I could have a dying wish, it would be him to do my eulogy at my <laughs> funeral because that man's voice is like music to my ears. And so, you know, us not being a mar- marquee program in the SEC's eyes, we get a lot of lower tier commentators and I find them really annoying. And so I go back to where I fell in love with Mizzou and I pull up the varsity network and I stream it and listen to Mike Kelly every game. Uh, last night was a little entertaining to listen to him, but he's great. He's really good winning and he's even good when we're losing. Like he makes oh, yeah. it easy. He, he was fired up last night for sure. Yeah. But I want to go back to that. So the final, if my memory serves me correctly, listening to it, um, Tennessee had just gone up. Let's see, it was 85, 86. So they were up 85, 83 uh, with like seven point something to go. 7.1 maybe. Um, we foul them. The clock's down to 4.2. We send them to the line. And I guess that's when, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet or not from Dave. I believe it was Dave Matter had said that Sean East had gone up yes. to the Tennessee player and said, you missed the first one last week. You're going to miss this one. And just, you know, a, a little a little subtle chirp or a jab. And sure enough, boom, he misses the front end of the uh, the double bonus. Then the second, the biggest one for me is that there was a lot, uh, lane violation by Tennessee. And yeah. so I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think he made it, but that made it to where yeah. lane violation, no time runs off the clock, Mizzou ball. He didn't even so shoot it. He moved for He moved so early that the ball never even shot. And well, so that, that's crazy on the radio end of it. I heard the whistle before, mm-hmm. you know, Mike could say anything. And I thought, oh my goodness here. And he said lane violation. I just knew they're going to call us on something ticky tack. I thought, oh, he missed it. And they called lane violation. They're going to give him another shot. But that wasn't the case. So then, yeah, I believe I think Gates called a timeout or something happened to where they could have, you know, either drawn up a play because I know they didn't go straight back into it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, rebound. And that's when, that's when the car, I wish we could cut the audio in and on this point and put it in the podcast. But if you listen to Mike Kelly enough on the radio, you'll hear that there's a almost a natural pause from when a three point shot or a big shot is made and he'll hesitate before he calls either, you know, missed it or he does that. He started doing the bang uh, as of late. And as soon as he called, you know, and he made it, Missouri wins at the buzzer. I mean, instant goosebumps, man. Instant goosebumps. Yeah. It was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. I'm yeah. back and listen to that call. He's he's a goat for a reason. He, he called the game so well. And that, yeah, that bang pinned it. Whew. 
Chills. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, unfortunately, uh, we do have to recap all the games that <laughs> happened since we last we talked, and that momentum was short-lived uh, as last night, Tuesday night, uh, Tiger versus Tiger, uh, as we went to the Plains to play Auburn and just automatically out the door getting our teeth kicked in and never made it close. Uh, and I just got ran out of the building. And I, I put a poll up on Twitter today. I don't know if y'all saw it. said, which is easier to stomach? A last-second loss, you know, where you were competitive and you, you lost last minute or whatever or ass-kicked blowout loss. And out of 27 votes right now, we're at 81% ass-kicked blowout loss. So I I guess it is easier because you're like, well, we don't stand a chance in this, and you're just over it while the game's still going. There's there's no process, <laughs> you know, really, after yeah. the final whistle. Uh, you just walk away from it and say it's not our night. But uh, I don't – I don't know what to say about games like that. It's like Tennessee football game the last two years. You know, it's just painful. Uh-huh. It is. And it uh-huh. was there was really no aspect of the game that was, I don't know. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. You guys know me. I'm a pretty positive person. But even looking at the stats and all that, man, there's just too many turnovers you know, getting out rebounded, they almost doubled us up on rebounds, man, 48 to 26, which I know has been a constant, constant thing for this team. Um, but man, I tell you what, if you told Mizzou fans, hey, in this, in this week of games, or, you know, in this, in these two games, you can go one on one with a road win at top 10 ranked Tennessee, and then you get blown out on the Plains, I think most Mizzou fans would take that. Yeah, yeah, but that blowout was seemed almost worse than a normal blowout. We only scored 18 points in the first half. It, yeah, that it was is, bad. Uh, no doubt it was bad. It's, I haven't seen them, but it's going to hurt us in the net rankings for a while. They're not going to forget that one. I think we dropped from 44 to 50, if I yeah, remember right off this morning. That was a basic loss. Basically, uh, Washed away anything we gained Saturday in Knoxville. Yeah. Yep. Um, man, let's talk about just the lack of any awareness in that game. Um, it wasn't so much. So sometimes we lose because the ball just won't go in the damn hoop. That's why we lost to Mississippi State. Um, and that's why AM got so out of hand. This one was not the case. We, we were just giving the ball away. There were so many unforced turnovers, which is very uncharacteristic of us. Um, we know rebounding is bad, but it was worse than usual. There was, you know, and they really they didn't shoot great, but they didn't shoot as bad as they'd shot in some of those, you know, like the Alabama game. Um, this game was just not prepared, not mentally prepared whatsoever. And I think this game kind of uh, makes you realize that Gates is – this is his first year in power in a big conference, playing big games. There's going to be some things he's working on, and this is one of them. Well, 
you know, we were talking about the Mike Kelly and uh, listening to him last night. Uh, he just calls it like it is. And, you know, I, I was listening in the first half, and he said just no moving, a lot of standing around watching on Missouri offense. And, I mean, it was multiple possessions in a row where that was his statement. You know, like early three, bad shot selection, no movement, just standing there watching. Yeah. And, you know, we all referenced both of you in the Tennessee game to where they could have caved in or or given up, but they showed the fight. And it's like, where did that go in three days? But they never they never had anything to give up in the in the Auburn game, you know. They, there was no fight. It was they, like they, they yeah. just from let's get you home. From tip off, they didn't want to be there. Yeah. No, that's that's disappointing. You can't you can't do that in conference and you really can't do that at all. That's just not I and I you know what? I hope that's an outlier. But it is weird and I hope they're not do that too often from the in the Gates era anymore because it's, there's a couple of games where we just don't show up. We don't even get off the bus. Well, Sunday, you know, the the one mark on Mizzou Sports Weekend was the girls' basketball. And I believe they were close to the same point total at halftime, and people were bashing them pretty hard. And I, I think Coach Robbins about wore out her grace with Mizzou fans if, if we get into that. Uh, topic eventually, but yeah, I, th- I think that grace went away last year with the whole yeah. Blackwell debacle. But you know, there were a lot of fans bashing them when they saw the score against Arkansas at halftime, and lo and behold, it was just foreshadowing for what us to expect last night with the men. Hmm. Uh. What do you got to say about last night there, Cole? Um, I mean, we covered it. It was disappointing for sure. Um, it always seems like that first that first four minutes of the game is so important to set the play to set the pace for how Mizzou plays um, with. You know, leading up to that first under whatever it is, under 16 timeout. I mean, if Mizzou, it seems like if Mizzou gets down by 10, 12 in that first four minutes, I mean, yeah, there's a ton of basketball left, but it's very difficult for them to kind of write the ship and get back in rhythm. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, that they get down by X amount and, you know, within the first four to eight minutes of the ball game and just, you know, roll over and die because that's just not the case. But obviously, you get out to a hot start, and it seems like it just energizes the team, which naturally it would. But I think one thing that – I don't think it's a lineup issue. I don't think it's uh, – I'm not sure what it is, to be real honest. I just think that, you know, obviously – or, you know, even the closer that you can play in those first four to eight minutes is very crucial to setting the tempo and the – attitude i guess for the game for that team yeah to quote the uh, late great jerry reed when you're hot you're hot when you're not you're not and when this <laughs> team is not they are not 
<laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. How you, I mean, we mentioned it. It's crazy how you can't win ball games if uh, the basket doesn't go in the hoop and you get any points. Right. Weird. Pretty remarkable. <laughs> it's even harder when you're not getting shots off because you're turning the ball over. Mm, uh, right. You know, which is it, it's been very uncharacteristic of this team for sure. Like we've always we we know that they get destroyed on the boards. Um, but for the team to be careless with the ball, that's very, very uncharacteristic. Yeah. I will we'll say one thing I want to watch going forward, and we'll we'll preview upcoming games here in just a second, but I don't want to see us rely so much on perimeter shooting. Uh, you get in NCAA tournament time and fouls can become huge. Like Sean East seems to be the most consistent at driving, but he's really good with them teardrop floaters. But I want to see some guys like put the ball on the floor and try to draw some contact. Like that's one thing I've not seen us do consistently at all this year. And it does have me concerned when you just rely on your perimeter shooting and you have nights like last night. Absolutely. Um, like, like we said, when it, when they're falling, this team is damn near unbeatable. Uh, but when they're not, and it's our only play, well, nights like last night happened. Yeah, that's a good point there. Um, Kobe Brown with the ball on the floor, he'll get to the, he'll get to the hoop. Isaiah Mosley, when he's playing, is you know pretty good at driving. And then East got that mid-range game, but you're right. After those three guys, uh, it's all three-pointers in this team. I guess yeah. Noah will go to the hoop a little bit, too. Uh, the whole Mosley thing, we still really have rumors swirling and nothing confirmed. All that that you talked about last week is still on CaseNet, so – it's got to be – It's Casey doesn't lie. The state of Missouri is a very open state. If you do something here, it ends up on there. So all those things happen. All the dates kind of check out. It, uh, it's interesting. Do y'all feel we will see Isaiah Mosley play again this season? I do. Um, I think when this all gets cleared out, which it should, uh, we'll be able to be back. You know, he's missed a lot of time, though. He's, he's going to be a little rusty. I don't think we've ever seen 100% Mosley. I mean, you know, like 100% ready to roll. But I think he'll be back. Yeah, I wonder if this last road trip was was the final, um, I don't want to say punishment, because I don't know if it's even at that point. But was the final point like, okay, once we get past this, once we get past this road trip, you know, we're in the clear. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. We'll see on uh, uh, what is it? Wednesday night, Tuesday night, whatever night it is. Um, or no, Saturday. Okay, Saturday. My day, my work schedule is so jacked up right now. My days are crazy. But yes, yeah, Saturday um, against a and Rally for Ryan game. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I do think we see him again this season, though. Let's go ahead and jump into that game Saturday. Uh, earlier in the year, we went to College Station. And it was just one of them off nights on shooting. We we got down big. We got it back to four. And A&M just had a couple shots drop, and we had a couple miss. And next thing you know, 
it was back to double digits and never left that. Uh, I think it's it's huge. Uh, A&M's second in the SEC right now in the standing. We're sixth. So I feel like we should be able to beat them. But after last night, <laughs> who the hell knows which Mizzou team is going to show up? Absolutely. Total Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, this is all uh, not hearsay, but, you know, anecdotal. Uh, um, rally for Ryan, the team, even in our worst series, team always needs to show up for Rally for Ryan. Uh, we got that coming up on Saturday. And just the splits of home versus road shooting for this team are massive. Um, you you got to think the ball is going to follow more for us at home. And that being said, a is a good team. 10-2 in the conference has not happened by accident. Yeah, I know they had a, had a rough uh, non-con schedule. But, but man, once they got SC play, they really turned the Jets on. So, it's going to be tough. And I don't know if it's a game we should win, but I, I think it's a game that we can win. I think – call me crazy, but I think it's a game we should win. Um, we've seen this team already. We've seen A&M play a bunch of games that – I mean, they've won, you know, fairly handily. Uh, their last five at LSU, uh, they won by 12. They beat Auburn. They beat Georgia. Um, they lost at Arkansas by 11 um and then they handled or you know they played decently against vandy so to say that um to say that this team's unbeatable i don't think that's i don't think that's fair um but i do think that the i mean the playing home game that's going to be mad for us you know we, we we've seen how this team plays so much better at home versus on the road um and and i think that I think the Gates and CY and the rest of the coaching staff have this team ready. The the one thing about A and M that has stood out to me this year is their team defense. Like they don't have to get in a shootout to win a ball game. They they prefer to slow it down, and these are the type of teams that have given us problems. Auburn, uh, A&M, Mississippi State. Uh, the KU, I think, was more just they couldn't miss anything. I don't think it was too much of their their defense. But uh, that that is the one concerning part is their style of play seems to be a matchup problem for our team. And so – I'm interested to see one does Mosley play uh, because I know that would completely change how we run our offense. Uh, and two, you know, I, I feel like coach has kind of been playing around with substitutions a little bit here of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if it's some people aren't doing what he wants them to do. Or he has some guys that he thinks are getting ready, you know, better to play. So I'm interested to see what how these rotations continue 
as we're getting, I mean, we only have five more regular season games left. Uh, usually rotations are set by now. And I feel like he's still experimenting at some point. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's experimenting as much as it is. He will implement starting lineups based on, because we, we've mentioned this in the past, that more it seems like more often than not most of our points just come off most of our points come off the bench rather than through our starting lineup with the exception of Kobe Brown um with i mean the only game i think he didn't start was against Alabama it's because he was injured and so other than that he has been again the top scorer more often than not so it seems like i don't know if he's trying to be careful because of foul trouble. It does seem like sometimes this team will get in foul trouble early rather than, um, you know, later kind of in the game. And then, you know, you make the substitutions, then you get kind of a spark from those guys off the bench. So, yeah, I think he kind of curtails it to the opponent, the starting lineup to the opponent rather than, um, rather than, you know, just sticking with one lineup and kind of figuring it out in game. Well, I, I was more meaning like the guys he's calling off the bench. Uh, we've seen, is it Maber? Am I pronouncing it? I think it's my board. My board. Okay. Seen him get a few minutes against Tennessee. Uh, Played pretty well. Uh, Caleb, Caleb Brown still gets spots here and there. Uh, you know, Diara is seems like he's found a pretty consistent five to ten minute range per game that he's getting to play now. So, uh, and then we also have to remember we have Ronnie DeGray out with a knee. Uh, Go Million is getting close to coming back, and he had a tweet today that made me think we might see him this weekend. Uh, I know he, he kind of brings an energy on defense. Uh, he's not so much on your offensive end, but let me ask you all this. Who's more important on offense? Because I think my opinions changed as the year went. I feel like most everybody would say Kobe Brown, but really Demoy Hodge seems to be the key on whether or not we're clicking. Uh, when when he's on, we seem to hit that seventy point mark that we're still undefeated. When we hit, uh, do y'all feel that way, or have y'all noticed that? Yeah, I can see that. I I, I, I guess kind of go this way. Uh, Kobe is the most valuable player overall, and I think he plays defense well. He rebounds well, and he you know his offensive really productive. But on offense, you're right. When Hodge is on, uh, it's a it comes with that 70 point mark and he is a huge ass offense because uh he'll just he'll like hit three threes in a row and man nine points that quick is a game changer yeah yeah and it helps huge with momentum too i mean kobe's mm-hmm. kobe's gonna get his 15 16 you know points a game five boards like i feel like that's pretty pretty consistent mark for him but yeah if hodge is on um and he's he's hitting from deep, or he's even that that distraction. You know what I mean? Because Kobe's going to get the attention that he deserves defensively from our opponent. But if you know Hodge is on, then yeah, it creates you know another body having to kind of shadow him, and then that leaves opportunities open for you know Kobe or one of the other guys. 
yeah. seems like when Moy's on, everybody else seems to shoot threes a whole lot better too. For some, it's weird. Yeah, it, it is. It's contagious. Uh, kind of like Case right now. Very contagious. <laughs> uh, real quick, just wanted uh, to mention Mizzou Wrestling uh, upset Iowa State tonight. A huge win for that program. And it's tournament time now. We have Big 12 tournament coming up in Tulsa and then followed up by the NCAA tournament in Tulsa. And so keep your eye on them. Yep, it's uh, that's our we can't lose our streak. We've won uh, our, like 12 straight conference championships. Anything else y'all want to talk about tonight? Like, I say, we're getting down to the nitty gritty on our winter sports. Yeah, I just want to kind of, I guess, preview. You know, we already talked about AM. Um, the next game's coming up. We get uh, back to back home games, we go back to back on the road, and then uh, one final home stand uh, against Ole Miss. If you can somehow even go five, if five and oh or four and one um, out of these last, you know, five games remaining, I I will be very happy with that. Um, one game I was kind of, as you guys were going back and forth on something, I was kind of looking ahead in our schedule. Second to last game of the year is at Ole Miss. That is Ole Miss, sen- or I'm sorry, at LSU. That is LSU's senior day. I don't. I don't care. You absolutely cannot lose that game. You cannot lose that game at LSU. Yeah, win that one. Have to. Tickets are two dollars. So Skeeter, if you want to <laughs> go to Baton Rouge, you can go to a Mizzou basketball game at Baton Rouge for two bucks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, A and M and Mississippi State. If we can, if we can win these two home games and kind of get revenge, I'll be, I'll be tickled pink with that. Y'all, y'all think sitting at an Arkansas game versus Mizzou and us getting blown out is horrible. It did not compare to 17, 18, somewhere in there, Drew Locke, and the Tigers went to Death Valley. <laughs> I went and I could not leave that stadium quick enough when the game was over with. <laughs> that bad? Uh, just I, As a fan base, I do not know. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of nice to say about. I guess I'll put it that way. <laughs> I know not all of them are bad, but I saw a lot of bad at that game. Yeah, I bet. Uh, but yeah, it's four and one is very doable. Five and zero oh is is very possible. That I feel like we should be locked into the NCAA tournament at this point, but if we go out and lose the next five and then our SEC game like our SEC tournament game uh, yeah. like we did against Auburn, I don't know that we're a lock, but I don't see us losing that way hopefully no, to the year. I don't but. think we're a lock yet. I don't think we can lose out, but uh, I feel confident this team will make the plays to make it happen. But yeah, you're not you're never really a lock until you can lose out. And we like like Cole said, if we lose LSU, that's that's gonna really hurt things. Yeah. yeah. That'll that'll put an ugly stain on the season, you know, even going into the conference tournament. Another thing, I was looking at this the other day. Um, I was looking at our 
not only our opponents remaining schedule, but the top four seeds um, in in the conference. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording that, you know, I think A&M's got a pretty tough slate. Alabama has a tough slate. Tennessee and um, oh, who's the other top seed right now? I think Kentucky. Those those teams do not have an easy slate coming in, coming up. So it'll be interesting to see not only what happens with us, but what happens with our other um, conference foes at the uh, you know at the top of the top of the SEC. Well, uh, one thing we are guaranteed: we will not be the thirteen or fourteen seed going to the SEC tournament. So, uh, thank you, Coach Martin. But your time is gone. Uh, uh, Coach Anderson, Kim Anderson, uh, no, no more of those low end seeds this year. Yeah, I think so, as of right now, if it started today, we'd start well. Pending the the games that are wrapping up tonight, we'd be sixth in the yeah. in the SEC. So, all right, fellas. Well, Case, I hope you get to feeling better. Uh, stay hydrated. Yep. Uh, get over it. That way, you can get to Columbia on Saturday and hopefully we get a revenge win against A&M. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, I, I, I don't have anything outdoors and y'all said y'all don't have anything outdoors this week. So, uh, but it's coming turkey season, crappie. It's getting ready to be a lot more to do outdoors with beautiful weather coming our way. So just around the corner, but right now we don't, we don't have a lot going on. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, as always, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care.